Welcome to episode 27 of the Once a Dabber podcast, a podcast dedicated to pitching in Northern Premier League side Nantwich Town, where we talk about all things dabbers and any news coming out of the Optum Pay Group Stadium. We will also look at other information related to non-league football in general. I'm Murray Watson. And before we start, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Nantwich Refrigeration Services. Nantwich Refrigeration Services are proud sponsors of Nantwich Town's Man of the Match Award. Nantwich Refrigeration Services is a local company serving the community's refrigeration and air conditioning needs since 1975. For all your commercial refrigeration or air conditioning installation, servicing or maintenance needs, call us on 01270-589-807 or email sales at nantwich-refrigeration.co.uk. If you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can do through Twitter, contacting me at MDWatts or the podcast at NTFC Podcast. And you can listen to past episodes on www.mdwatsonsport.com and click on the podcast tab at the top. And you can also find them on Apple, Spotify, Google Pod and most other podcast providers by searching once a dabber. And as usual, for this podcast, I'm joined by the Nantwich media team of Jack Beresford and Liam Price. Welcome, guys. Uh, evening, Murray. Hello. Yay. So how are we coping with no proper football then? It's still getting a bit frustrating seeing all this football, even the ladies' football being on in the Women's Super League and no grassroots football. Still a bit frustrated there, boys? Yeah, um, it is a bit annoying, but hopefully we'll be back soon. Obviously, with some pre-season games, and then hopefully the uh, legal will start to uh, kick in um, asap. Hopefully, yeah, and we'll actually look. At, we'll try and look at different ways that it will be done and run in later bits. But we're also joined by a very special guest, arguably one of the most. Prominent supporters of Natwich Town Football Club. He follows the Dabbers home and away and even provides video coverage of the away games. He's also known to most of you as Yabber the Dabber. Welcome to the podcast, Rob Woods. How are you, Rob? Uh, I'm good, thanks, Murray. Yeah, thanks for asking me on. That's no problem. But um, before we talk about the Dabbers, um, let's just have a little look. Um, Talk, talk us about you, Rob. How did you get involved? Why Natwich? Coming from a farming background, give us a little biopic of yourself. Um, I actually started going to Natwich back in the 80s. I was there when they won the league back in 1980. That season, me and a couple of my schoolmates started going for something to do on a Saturday for the for the home games. Um, and we, we've managed to get on the team bus to some of some of the away games. I remember going to Staley Bridge and that being a bit a bit lively with the players, to say the least. Um, Ashton United, I think we went to on the coach. Yeah, so so yeah, so it started when I was thirteen, um, just for something to do on a Saturday, really. Um, I mean, by birth I'm an Evertonian, so. Um, I then I was fortunate enough to see a few successful years of Everton in the eighties, mid eighties. Hurricane done all that. Well. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I was really lucky then. Um because I mean dad used to pay for me, so 
did a few, so that was always good. And, t- and then I st- started work, and the finances paid. And that I actually must admit, I went and watched the Alex quite a bit um, for 20 years, most probably. Did them home and away. Um, used to go and watch Nam Twitch whenever I could, but but Crew was my sort of team that I followed for a long time. But um, it sort of fell out of love with them basically. The money kept disappearing or coming in and not being spent on players, and I and I just drifted away from them, um, and just became full time Nantwich just before the just before the bar started. I'm I'm sort of like a, a glory hunter in reverse, start, starting off in the first division, down to the football league, and now down to like the northwest counties uh, as it was then. So yeah, and yeah, it's just going with me mates basically. Uh, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it, and like I said, so for the last fifteen years, no, twenty years, getting on, pretty much done. And Twitch home and away. Um, I have missed the odd away game, um, but I think the season before last, I did every game home and away, which was uh, took some doing and some understanding from my better half and a few cheeky coaches with uh, my works diary to get some of the. Uh, Longer distance away midweek ones, but yeah, did every every match home and away two seasons ago. I think that was good. So yeah, and so yeah, that's how. So and a pretty bum come part of the Nantwich supporters thing for a good fifteen years. We set the supporters club up. Just a few of us talking in the pub, as you do, having a few pints, and thought we'd, we'd try and do something to. Um, sort of bring the fans closer to the club and that's what we did and, and raise money and have fun in the time and, and that's what we've done over the last few years and, and trying to spread the gospel of Nantwich Town So is the so is the Independent Supporters Association a, a natural development on from a supporters club so did you just start no, no, a supporters club first? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah there was no there was no supporters club uh, at all you know you, you basically had the board and the supporters went and there was no I mean there was interaction you know it, it's still a, a great family club but we just wanted to sort of I don't know in a way help raise funds for the club as well you know as, as it's progressed um, John Gold was pretty good, good first time round in helping form it to, to get a relationship going and it was pretty much I wouldn't say I was press ganged into <laughs> help starting it, but yeah, I, I sort of got nominated to be the chairman in the first year and haven't been kicked out since. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was just something to bring the club players and supporters together to to raise together funds to, and to raise funds. You know, uh, help help develop and um, how things. It's helped to ra- make a, the supporters day a better experience supporters match day experience better and i'd like to think with with the money that we've raised and the little projects we've done around the ground that's been the case yeah because the one thing i did notice is that as you say it's around the around the club little things like in 2016 the the development of that disabled stand which is brilliant because it allows people to to do that so apart from like the disabled stand what else have um has the 
Sports Association done um, that probably goes, goes underneath the radar? Uh, the Tannoy system, we paid for that. Um, all the brand new spanking TVs in the in the function room, we paid for that. The stewards, walkie-talkies, um, viz jackets, we've we've paid for that. Um, the picnic area outside the the Dabbers Diner, the canopy, the benches, the paving, we we did all that, paid for all that. Um, we we gave a substantial amount to the the funding last year, to the crowdfunding. Um, what else have we done? Well, the one um, thing is, while you're thinking about that, the one thing I did pick up on, which was absolutely brilliant, was you you raised a lot of money for Greg Hall, his son. Yeah. For the yeah. electric electrical molly, because then we talked, we actually had Greg on, and he was saying about. It's such what the suit that he was getting is so, so scientific, so high end. Yeah. But that money came in, so that was brilliant that you did with that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to Greg's on on the podcast. Yeah, and and, and like the thing about it, it wasn't. Um, it's not just going to be for the benefit of uh, Greg's son, Alex, isn't it? I think, but the suit will be able to because as he outgrows it, it will be passed on to to other children to benefit few going forward so yeah I know, I know greg was absolutely made up with i mean to be honest we were all absolutely outstanding amazed by how much money we raised on the night it was it was good fun and uh no it, it was it was a great night anyone who enjoyed it and sooner we can get back to having nights like that the better yeah and then as i say with these nights you arrange the 2016 reunion vase uh, yeah. For the yeah. Yeah. We yeah we managed to get all the players uh, back. Uh, that, that that was a, fan, a fantastic night. I think some of the players, a lot, a lot of players, keep in touch with each other. But there was a few waves and strays that that came into the fold. And yeah, and anyone who was there that night would have. Uh, it, it was a fantastic night. And again, it, it's not always just about making money or things. It's it's about having a ha- putting the fun back into it or keeping the fun in the in the functions that we do we do say that whilst it is good to have money raising it's also good to to have the, the good times and we and we do just have some just normal nights in the pub and without raising any money but yeah we're missing like the race night and the bingo and um quiz night they've all been successful but but, but i mean our our biggest income earner is the half-time raffle. I, th- I think since we've started, we've raised over £70,000 um, in what, eight years, I think it is. So, yeah, we've, we've raised over £70,000, of which, you know, some, obviously some of that's gone back in pra- the half-time raffle. It's a 50-50 draw, so half of that goes back to the w- winner. So it's it's not always done that. But, but I th- I th- we've certainly given back I think it's over £30,000 in various guises to the club, whether it be player sponsorship, like I said, and all the other disabled stands and, and such like, which the club would have had to have found somewhere. So it has been, you know, it has saved the club that money as well. So Yeah, because that's the thing I was going to say, that that's what a lot of people 
will think, oh, you're doing all these little bits, but the club would have had to have done it. The stewards, like the walkie-talkies, the, the the paving, these sort of things. You you don't miss it. It's like, I know, I, I talk about occasions like up in Scotland, Hearts have got the foundation of Hearts. And what they've done with a lot of the money they've raised is they're doing it for actually capital projects for the mm-hmm. club. And by doing that, it then frees up, as you say, that £35,000 that they've spent, that'll help bring in the players. And it's almost like a that money they have not had to spend elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that's yeah, that's what it is. It is all about, and, and as well as making it a better and safer experience for for the fans on on the match day as well. Yeah, as you see, I think it is uh, making it the better experience is a key thing. So, mm. what sort of things have they been doing? We've talked about the suit for Greg's son, uh, yeah. but what else have the club? Um, not the club, the Sports Association, been doing uh, to raise money and building up for the, hopefully, the return of um, supporters to the ground. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with with the with the lockdown and no matches, the, the half-time raffle big thing, that's gone. But, I mean, we, we've sort of been going down to the... We've had a, a last-man-standing competition on Facebook where... Uh, I think that's I mean, it's raised well seven hundred pounds I think so far where basically you, you just pick a pick a Premier League club to win. I don't, I don't know if you know how the last man standing works, but you you pick a Premier League club to win each week round of games. Uh, if if they win, you go through. If they don't win, you go out, and then you next week you pick another team, but you can't pick the same team. So obviously your choices dwindle. And then it gets down. So, yeah, I think the jackpot this time is getting up to about it's over six hundred pounds, I think, right. to to whoever wins it. But but it's been carnage because first week a lot of people had Chelsea against West Brom, <laughs> includes including myself. So <laughs> I was out the first round, and then those that got through this week, a lot of them got caught out by Leeds beating Man City, so (laughs) it's been carnage in the first two weeks of this week's last man standing, which is the beauty of football I suppose. So how would you get, for any supporters that are listening, they might want to try and get involved and get a little bit of money into helping the club, how would they get involved? You said it was on the Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose it is a bit, or if you know somebody that's in on Facebook, Obviously, we have got people who've got friends who are, who are on Facebook and, and doing it through them. And basically, we put it up, Ian and Gareth Tedman put it up at the beginning of the week and you contact it through that. Obviously, you can't join midway through a through one, but the, the way it's going, it could all be done in a couple of weeks anyway. Um, and it's a case of whether it'll start again with a few matches remaining this season. So, But yeah, I think it's something that we'll be planning on on doing going forward, even when the, the lockdown is la- has lifted. Um, and that, the, the, the other project, well, it's not even a project, sort of money raising thing we've done. Um, one of the um, members, David Hulse, um, has, has set up as working with Garrett's, the scrap metal merchants at Nantwich by Alveston. And we've got an account with Garrett's scrap metal. So if you take your Garrett scrap metal to them and say, put this in towards the NTISA um, account, 
we're we're building up a little. I think I think we've got two hundred pounds made from old ovens and cookers and anything old metal being dropped off it off at Garrett's. So all right, without wanting to put uh, flash out of work, we're if you've got any scrap metal that you want to get rid of take it to garrett's i think when when it's it's all able to we're hoping to possibly have a collection point at the ground to, to if people don't want to do that but obviously with all the restrictions in place at the moment it's people doing that but or you get in touch with me or, or david hulse we can arrange to get it to to get it there as well all right yeah it's um it's something seems different be- yeah, something different and a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that uh, a lot of people don't see because they hear about the 50-50 draw and then they often don't then see what's going on. So you work really well with the club then on, on many of these projects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's, there's things that we possibly will want to do, but everything we, we do do, we have to go through the the club and the committee and the stewards you know just depending obviously the way the club is structured is is to who we speak to 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 sort it out because you, you've got the playing side and then you've got the the trustee side as to who we approach to get in but yeah no but but john's really approachable and it's a case of we've come up from a couple of ideas but then they, they sort of said well no we're thinking of doing something else which, which is fine but um because obviously the the there is certain things that will be going on that we won't be privy to and different things around the ground. But, yeah, no, we, we do work really well. We've had a few good, several good meetings with, with John. Uh, it, it's great to work with him and do that. And like I said, and we're always open to ideas from, you don't, you don't have to be a member of the supports club if people can come with us to us with ideas of what could be done to be improved um that's it you know I, ideally in the long run so some sort of form of terracing behind the goals would be ideal um, with a bit of roofing but it's a bit more than we need to raise that'd be a, a big project but we'd more than happy to to get behind the club to get that sorted at, at one end or the other yeah especially if the club are looking well they are they're hoping to go further up so you can keep yeah. with your glory hunting so yeah. that it's um, the way of doing that because I know like Stafford Rangers when they suddenly got up to the North, not the Northern Premier the conference. the conference they had to invest so much just to get mm. the stadium right and then they were in it for one year and they were tied into I think five or six year contracts Yeah. so as you say it started building it up slowly over time that's what you'd be wanting to do yeah that's it you know i mean like segregation it's you know we we can't do any segregation at all at the moment the way the or proper segregation at the ground that would that would be something that needs to be done at at some point yeah but i think all that in the fa was it the fa trophy semi-final yeah we've yeah i've seen it a couple of times when when chester have been in town or when chester came and halifax came uh, but, but but that's it. Yeah, that that's something that can be done. But I think it could be easily easily sorted and done properly. Yeah. So we'll just we'll, we'll just dampen it down a wee bit. So what's been going wrong with Everton this season? Then started really well. <laughs> Champions League on track. I don't know. I don't know. 
it's been it was frustrating. It's been very frustrating. Um, the squad's basically not strong enough, and as soon as we've lost a few key players, um, it's sort of crumbled a bit. I mean, ironically, we win our game in hand, we still go level with Liverpool. You know, we can still get in. I think Champions League was always a a pipe dream anyway. Um, even Europe to some extent I mean to be so close to being getting into Europe with what, seven games to go you know I think they would have snapped their hands off at the beginning of the season I think we're one point worse off than we got the whole of last season so whilst it's disappointing to where they were at Christmas it is moving forward um, and hopefully Carlo and Marcel can do a bit of magic and get a few, three or four more quality players. It's certainly if they're going to get into Europe, the, the squad is nowhere near good enough with what they've got. You only had to look at the bench last night, and I think there was only two players with league experience on the bench. The rest were yeah. all kids. Yeah, I saw, I saw you tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it it lived down to expectations last night. <laughs> uh, the thing is with it is. Um, is I do think I think Carlo Ancelotti is a great great manager to have because give him mm. a couple of years and he will develop a, a side that will actually be punching above their weight. You hate to say that, but above their weight when it comes to the financial side of things. When you look at the other top six teams, so from small yeah. states. I mean, I mean, he's he's sort of three signings that he made last season: Decore, Alan, and. Um, Rodriguez, there was only Rodriguez played last night and he's coming back from an injury the others are out injured you know, I think we had about six centre-halves playing yesterday so yeah, we were never going to we were never going to score but we were never going to concede either so I should have have put my mortgage on a nil-nil That's a perfect away performance isn't it? Well it would have been at Anywhere than Brighton. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm in a Everton WhatsApp group, and I said about ten minutes ago, I said, "Keep faith," because we were all we were all going. I said, "Keep faith. We'll get a chance. We will get a chance. It's just a case of will we take it? Who it'll fall to?" And needless to say, it fell to Mr. Awobi, and I think he's still <laughs> trying to find the ball from the uh, English <laughs> Channel. <laughs> What's, what's going on with, uh, is it Gubberman? Gubberman, oh, he's got another injury. Nab, nab yeah, got, I think it was only a, a knock in, in training, but yeah, he's just glass. Yeah. Came on to, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And sometimes you just have to cut your losses. Same with Fabian Delph, who I don't know why we signed ever in the first place. He spent longer in the injury room than, than playing, but... Yeah, we can actually strengthen the squad by getting rid of quite a few of them. Mm. <laughs> Would you include Tom Davis in that? No, I think I think there is a player in there. I think there's a player in there. Um, certainly get someone else around him. Um, I must admit, I thought he was going to be excellent. He took a dip back, but but actually, sort of since Christmas, I think he's been doing okay. And even last night, he got caught in possession a couple of times, but he he does try and do something. But uh, whether he's quite good enough, we've we've got a lot of 
average to good players, but we haven't got players to go that next level up. I think Denise yeah. will be fantastic centre-forward for a long time, if we can keep hold of him. Get some more legs in midfield, because we just haven't got no pace or urgency in midfield, and that just kills us. When you see the top teams and what they've got in midfield. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you, I'm going to start crying. Come on, let's move on to Nantwich. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an Nantwich an Antwi- podcast. I'll, I'll start crying again. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but that, that's a big difference, isn't it, between um, uh, non-league. We can dissect it, and then you look at that, but then the true passion and proper football mm. of, uh, well, we are step three uh, of, of the league. So looking back at that, uh, who do you think, since you've watched the Dabbers home and away, I think as you said, for the last 15 to 20 years, Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite away trip? Not away ground, away trip that you've ever been on. And oh, keep them clean if you tell about stories. Any stories, try and keep them there's clean. Been, there's been some legendary ones. There's, we had some really good... I mean, Scarborough away, well, two years ago now with Danny Glover's hat-trick. And uh, anyone who, who went to that and was on the journey back, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get to... It, 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 was, it, was, a, it was a good three hours back on the coach. Let, let's just put it that way. It, it, was, it was a great... It was a great ex- that was a really good one. Um, Kettering in the FA Cup... When uh, Will Yaskalainen scored, we we took quite a good following to that for a, a long midweek one, and, and that no one was expecting us to get anything, and that that was that was a fantastic um, backs the wall. I won't say smash and grab, but uh, again we we had one chance, took it. The defence were brilliant, the, the crowd were great. Um, yeah, so, so, so that that was a a good one. It's always good to go and win at Witten. That, <laughs> last year, that, you know, you can't beat a last-minute winner away at your local rivals. That, yeah. Other other good ones. I'm trying to go back to the Northwest Counties days. Um, I think we beat Lee RMI back eight-one. No, that was I think that was Northern Premier when Andy Kinsey came back for the second time. And he scored, and that and that was great. Uh, he, he jumped over the fencing to celebrate with us, but he he had difficulty getting back and had to walk <laughs> the outside of the right, right the outside of the pitch to find a gate to walk through. But yes, yeah, <laughs> the, the, adrenaline, the adrenaline got him over the wall into the fence. Couldn't get him, couldn't get him back over. <laughs> so that was good. On on obviously you mentioned about Wilf. Uh, Yes, and scoring. So was that like he? Uh, get, well, because I, I I hadn't heard anything about it. So is it him like going up for a uh, corner, or is it? A... Oh no, oh, no. Will, Will Yaskalainen saved a penalty. Oh uh, right. He, he saved a oh, penalty right. at Kettering. Oh okay. Um, I'm gonna say ha- no. He didn't. No. Harry Clayton. I think it was Harry Clayton scored. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah, Harry Clayton scored. It was quite funny because it was a it was a really big crowd at Kettering and, and all the Nantwich fans were in dribs and drabs and mm. we sort of spread round the ground. But then second half we sort of gathered into more of a, a vocal <laughs> uh, 
number behind the goals that we that we were attacking. Not that we saw much of the ball, but uh, yeah, that that was yeah. a, that was a that was a great one. Yeah, it sounds um, yeah. Cat, Cat, and Laird. We had a, some very tussles tussles with them in the in a in the Northwest Counties days for a couple of seasons. They'd got some wise scouse heads amongst them, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. So, so that was good. You know, and, and you know, in the Vars, anyone who went to the Vars final, that was that was brilliant. That that was really good. Yeah, so that's uh, the way trips. What about, what's the best away stadium? And I'll probably take like Kettering Town out of it. I'm just talking about the ones what? from in the leagues because like that you played in the Northern Premier or the Northwest Counties. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm not accepting the Weaver. To be honest, Kettering was a bit of a dump, to be honest, from, from what I can remember of it. I mean, I think it, we went at night, and it, I think that was the best way to see it. Um, but I can think of the rubbish ones. Go on, um, then. The, I mean, rubbish ones, or... Yeah, rubbish ones to start with, what you think? Grantham. All right. Grantham mm. is awful. It's It's a long way. It's an athletic stadium. Oh, God, you're, yeah. yeah. You're miles from the ground. The, the fans aren't the most hospitable, shall we say. They're Lincoln, uh, sure. What do you expect? It's, it's, <laughs> it is. It, I, I don't know whether it's something in the water or, or what, but, yeah, Grant, Grantham's horrible. Frickley was always interesting. Um. But but nice good nice ones. Um, Hednesford was really good. Hednesford's a, a good ground. I like I like Witten. Witten's Witten's good. Um, Stafford Stafford's a good one. You can get a bit yeah. of noise on, under the under the terrace in there. We all, we always take a good following to to that. And they've got a weird stand, haven't they? Stuck in the middle. At, uh, at Stafford. At Stafford, yeah, it's funny. I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, we've been so about seven different stands along one side. Um, Blythe Spartans, that's that's quite nice. Uh, um, FC United's quite nice in modern times. For the modern yeah, United. I mean, yeah. I, I went. We. That was one of the few games I went to last year. So, so it was weird because there was only half the ground was only mm-hmm. open. Yeah. So it was like the big terracing and down and the seating down one side. Yeah. So it was it was a bit weird and it was a weird atmosphere because it was I think it was was it the first game of the season, second game of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First game. that was the first one. It yeah. was the first game once it because thing was in goals from um, yeah. Southport. Yeah, so it was so it was a weird one that. I'd like to go when it was properly full. Mm. But I think yeah. I've, I've seen us Coming play up. FC United at six different grounds, I think. Mm. We've played them at Berry and uh, Staley Bridge, seen them play at. Uh, seen, we've played them at Witten as well before now. Yeah, uh, yeah we've, we've played FC at quite a few different grounds. Yeah. I mean, like, even like in the first game of the season like even though like, half the ground was full it was still like quite a, a, a decent atmosphere to, like as you as you say like 
I think it would be quite good to go like when it's all full and like there is a bit more of like an atmosphere. Um, is it, is it, in all fairness, it is like uh, quite impressive. Like the um, the attendances that like they get. Um, so it it would be quite good to see it full as such and obviously like here like the atmosphere and everything yeah oh definitely well when you're getting 2000 at a at a ground yeah you should should be getting a good atmosphere i mean yeah once you get over three or four hundred at nantwich you get you get a good atmosphere yeah yeah certainly when you're getting 2000 sort of hardcore United fans there, yeah, definitely imagine. But we have yeah, silenced yeah, them a few times with some good victories away from home, which are always <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. we're talking about the away matches. So, what brought about the um, Dabbers TV or the um, Rob Cam? Uh, um, it, I think it actually started a couple of seasons. So, somebody just said, oh, I just tried it out as an experience, as an experiment at some point. And it sort of culminated, I think, when we played Spennymoor in the playoffs, because it was a it was a playoff, you know, midweek, long way, not many people go. So I, I got quite a few people asking for it. I mean, I, I think it's totally uh, not allowed, really. But uh, <laughs> I remember Periscope. I uh, uh, had Periscope for a while, didn't they? And yeah. Had to sort of stop people doing it from um, sporting grounds. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think they're going to be. I, I don't think the fact if people had a choice of uh, going to the match or watching it on uh, Yabba TV or whatever they want to call it, they, <laughs> they would. Uh, I'm not stopping anyone from going. That's for it. And again, it, it's just spreading the word of Nantwich to people that wouldn't go. I mean, I've got sort of mates in Australia and America and such like who like to see what's going on and they'll get up and watch it and you know people around the country that are from Nantwich and it's just something to to do type thing yeah you know I, th- I, I think spending more I think there was over 200 people watching at one point wow which which, which, which with my camera work they deserve medals <laughs> a lot <of> them. <laughs> <laughs> and the commentary can be I, I, sometimes I forget I must have I should apologize and it should come with a with a uh, warning of any language <laughs> and I must remember to follow it with me and I should strap it to my head yeah and not just hold it in front of me and watch the thing I don't because I don't oh, yeah. think I've actually got that many goals recorded on it the sound will be more of an indication than the divisions of it so mm. but when you look at what's been happening with the on youtube you were actually a, a forerunner for all these people that are doing the watch alongs so you're actually <laughs> literally doing the watch along that everybody's now doing on um, youtube well I, yeah i should have copyrighted it because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm never quite sure whether I've got it the right way up as well. Because sometimes I can get it landscape. Sometimes, so some people say it's upside down. So I'll, I'll get to, I'll get messages saying turn it. But it's not just a case of turning it round. You have to uh, switch it off and start again. So so that's it. And also, it used to drain me battery at first. So quite often yeah, I'd get yeah. to 60 minutes and that would be the end of it. So. Um, I have now got a portable battery which 
keeps it fully charged for the for the full 90 minutes. Um, we won't mention that to the Nantwich <laughs> press team because they, they're very good at um, losing the battery and not charging it. Well, right, yeah. boys. That's, only happen- that's only happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Sam's <laughs> fault anyway. So he's going to defend himself. Yeah. It's a bit like um, when we were doing the commentary. It's that little thing. We get a lot of people listening and it's just people just want to stay in touch. We've had people listening, I think, from... I think we had somebody in China listening. They were on holiday. <laughs> and it, I know it sounds strange, but people just appreciate it. That if, they, if they've got an attachment to a club, and I think with the work that all of you have been doing, Rob and the team about the nicknames, the non-league nicknames, Natwich Town has really got their name out there. And that's why it's something to yeah. really try and work on. Yeah. I mean, because that, that was one of the things that the, the supporters club did during lockdown the first lockdown, we had a World Cup of uh, Nantwich pubs. We, we just did it for a <laughs> bit of fun amongst ourselves. In um, on, again on Facebook, um, put put them into groups of four, I think it was, and people got to vote for which was their favourite pub. So I think it was twenty eight pubs in to to start off with. And, you know, and I think the first round there was, in fact, Ian Garnet, who is uh, he is he, he, described as the vice chairman, but he's actual brain. I, I just do all the talking and he <laughs> does all the uh, does all the paperwork and, and everything. Um, and he, we got a study spreadsheet. And I think there's something like in the first round, there was 740 votes cast in total for, for all 28 pubs. And I think the Vine, no, Boot and Shoot had 69 votes. By the time of the final, the last two pubs in it, I think there was over 3,000 votes cast in the final. Wow, and we got people that the, the actual membership grew by, I think, nearly 2,000 people. Because everyone was just getting all their friends to, to vote and, and time. So yeah, I think there was over three thousand votes hmm. cast in the final. When um, yeah, the, the winning t- um, I think, yeah, in fact, about one thousand three. The leopard won. I think the leopard beat the vine by one thousand by. So there was two thousand five hundred votes cast, and they won by twenty votes. Oh, God, <laughs> it was it was nip and tuck. It was it was a fantastic <laughs> thing, but there was some real yeah. good. Tussles in it, so yeah, and that and, that, yeah. and to be honest, and, and got it got loads of people talking around Nantwich about it, the, 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 the pubs and such like it. It was a good little thing, so we're hoping to get a little certificate up in the in the pub when it all settles <laughs> down. Oh, I know, yeah. that's, it, it is really good, isn't it? Like the leopard, as we always go on about where Liverpool played, got changed yeah. for their first ever FA Cup match. Yeah, it's. Mm. It's little things like that that just try and keep keep the supporters in us because the big thing you sometimes have, and I think we've been lucky with the fact that we've had some football, that you could lose, not a generation, but you could lose a year hmm. or two of kids, 13, 14, 15, people that are finding other things to do. I know there's not much else to do, but just get out of the habit of going to the football. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it's just pe- people getting out of the habit of 
go into the football. That that is the even whether you're 13, 14, or whatever it could, you could be in your 20s, 30s, 40s. If you've you've taken up another hobby or something, that's not. Yeah. I, I think I, I think the diehards will carry on doing it. It's the it's the floaters. It'll be interesting to see when it does open up as to what actually happens to the attendances, whether they shoot up because people have been missing it or dip a bit because people have got alternatives or whether it just carries on as as normal. Mm. I've yeah. been, uh, <laughs> been lucky this year, the fact that I've got a season ticket for Hearts and I've actually seen more games. You call that lucky? The thing is, I've actually seen more games this season because I've not missed a home game because they've been streamed. <laughs> so, uh, and they've been that dire that um, it was probably lucky I wasn't going or qualified excuses not to go. Yeah, so, I mean, um, uh, that's the same with uh, me. Like, I had a season ticket uh, at uh, Vale. Um, so, I've had. My commiserations with you. I, I know. Someone has to follow them. Um, but, like, all of the. Games obviously uh, streamed on that I follow, and it is like it is a, a a decent service to like. As you say, it'll be interesting to see if people uh, continue to like sit at home or if uh, they are like going to the uh, game. Because obviously, like, there's been games on in December Tuesday night when people have been like sat at home uh, watching it, or you can go to the uh, game itself, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if it does have any effect on like attendances. But obviously, like there's no alternative to live uh, a football. Obviously, it is a better. But like, as you say, like people might have got like other hobbies and things. So it it certainly will uh, sort of be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Yeah, I. I think that an important part of it is the is the broadcasting law about it. Games at three o'clock on a Saturday not usually not yeah, being allowed true. to be uh, put on TV or even on streaming like the iFollow. If that yeah. if that stays and that could have a long term effect on attendances at non league level. So I I do hope so sort of selfishly from an Andrew's point of view that it does get restored. Yeah. That's and, uh, actually only that's only a British law. That's the thing. Yeah. So in every other country in the world they don't have that law. In. But but the thing is, you know, just everything can get moved for our for the funeral. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And like to be fair, like I also think having football on like during the lockdown has been good for people's like mental health and things. Obviously, it's been something to like focus on. People have still been able to like watch their teams like obviously it isn't the same obviously being at home but it is something to like focus on and I, like I guess it's something uh, uh, to look forward uh, to as well yeah and at least they're going to have a pipe and go for a go for a wee without actually missing more than 30 <laughs> seconds of the game That's yeah. Cool, yeah that is true actually yeah. <laughs> so back on to Natwich uh, Rob who's your favourite player favourite player uh, there's a few that will. Andy Kinsey. I don't. I don't know why I thought about it because I've been asked this question a few times. Yeah, and Andy Kinsey was 
he's been my there's been a, he's been pushed a few times but no uh, Kins on his day was absolutely superb his skill was he, he got a touch that uh, would put a lot of Premier League players to to shame yeah you know he, he didn't look the most athletic of players which is which is why I felt so similar to him I suppose but uh, he was absolutely he was he was brilliant he was absolutely brilliant I mean Mickey Lennon is is up there as well and there's Danny Gris when, when I first started going Kevin Westwood he was banging all the goals in the when I first going Ashley Westwood's dad who's at uh, Burnley now Kevin was was banging in but no John John Scarlett he was he's a a club legend for all his goals uh, Danny Griggs as well but yeah. uh, no uh, Andy Kinsey I would I would say is my all time number one dabber he's, he's a definitely what would be termed a club legend for his FA Vars fate feet yeah. alone, but it, it, his goals for that for those few seasons it was it was it was brilliant some of the goals he Conjured out of nothing was brilliant, and like I said, his touch—you could play the ball to him in, in any part of his body, and he controlled it. It was brilliant, absolutely. And, and he was—and he's a great lad as well off the pitch. Great, which which I think we're, we're I'm talking to you know a few. You know when players join, you know and get to know some of the parents as well, and they say you're not just joining a football club; you're joining a family mm. type thing. Because it, it like it, now, um, David Webb's dad, Mark Webb, he sort of we have a good crack with him. He keep he still message him and what have you, you know. And and he says like he, he loves it, and we, he's been on a few away games with us and what have you. And he's a real character. And but yeah, and and, and it's just it's just like and I say when players join Nantwich, they're joining a, a family, not a football club, and and if they embrace the club the fans will embrace them yeah i think think players that have gone on to other things you know playing higher up the pyramid keep in touch with them like matty coslo still keep in touch with him sort of vaguely elliot osborne doing well you know and and they, they they got the club um you know, you respect the club, the the, the, the fans will respect them if you move on. You know, and people are quite happy to for club for players to use the club as a stepping stone to to bounce back up the up the league, which which plenty of players have done. And that's it. Yeah, that's what you can see. It's one of these ones. It's like, it is a community club, and it's something that it's we got that from John in the last pod. It's it's built around the club. It's about it is Natwich, and, mm. and that's the key thing. It's a family. It's not just a a club that's just there to go do where the, there's this grassroots that count for a lot in in the town. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I've, I do a bit of running now, and there's been a new um, giving a little plug for the for the Nantwich Running Club, which has just started um, within the last month. Um, guy called Mike Stevens has, has set it up with the help of a, a committee, and they're actually using the football club as their headquarters. Um, so we're, we're meeting there Mondays and Wednesdays, and hopefully when 
the restrictions are lifted, be able to use the facilities more than than just meeting on the car park. So yeah, and and, and talking to Mike, you know that that's the impression that he gets from from John that, that they want the club to be even more ingrained in in the community in in different ways. You know, you know, because I mean, I don't know how many youth teams they've got the visually impaired um, teams, the, the ladies, the junior ladies. You know, it, it is yeah. trying to reach out to. The veterans, you know, there, there is something for everybody. And, and Mike, who's got nothing to do with the football, that was the impression that he got, is that he want, the football club wants to be more and more involved. So it's great hearing it to somebody from somebody outside the club, but that's the impression they're getting as well, who's, who's not football-related. Yeah, well, mentioning the visually impaired, um, they've, they've started up again with the disability right? from 8 till 9, I think, on a Friday. Uh, so I'm sure if you get on this, the club website, you will find out more information like that. But just it was something I was going to mention later on. But you said about people coming back down and then moving on like Elliot Osborne. I'd just mm-hmm. say congratulations to Phil Parkinson and um, Neil Sorville, who've actually become full, the first ever full-time mm-hmm. managers of um, Altering. Alting, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's brilliant because I know when we spoke to Parky on the episode 10, just for anybody that wants to go back and listen to it, he talks about the FA Trophy and the FA Vaz. Uh, he said that's what he wanted to do if he could, was to be make, it, make it his sort of living. And it, it just shows starting at Natwich. And he's still got a big love for the club. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and the way that it's, it's moved on. So I'd say good luck to him. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, players that have got, got, going up the pyramid, it's good to, good to see them. You know, um, Josh Gordon at Walsall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rod McDonald, he's at Carlisle, I think. I think although last time I saw it, I think he got sent off the other day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he's, I thought I was surprised because I did I looked him up and he, he's still only in his twenties and he seems to have been gone years from us. Yeah. Oh and, and and that was the other one that uh, Alexander Solodjoff came off the bench for Latvia the other week. Yeah. Against Holland, I think they were playing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so, mad bang. Mm. And then, even if you look at the fact that Will Jaskalainen now is starting for crew. Yeah, yeah, it, saved a penalty. Talking of penalty saves, he saved a penalty tonight, I noticed, against Portsmouth. Mm, I think they drew yeah. nil nil. Mind you, having let six in on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't talk about things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah no, make I mean, up for it. I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I've still got a soft spot for crew, I must admit, but um, it it doesn't particularly bother me when they win, lose, or or draw. But I, would, I do look out for their results now, which which is hard to think after when I spent so long following yeah. them. But 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 even Everton, an Antwich win or an Antwich defeat cheers me up or upsets me more than any Everton win or defeat, unless it's against Liverpool. But nothing mm. can <laughs> beat that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your favourite players right I'm going to take Dave out of the, the equation because I don't think it's fair for you to to say that but of the managers so from Phil Parkinson down the way who's been your favourite manager oh it's a that, that's because they've all had different budgets so it's hard to judge when you know when some you're going to be able to get better players in when you've got better 
better budgets. I mean, Steve Davis, for what he did, you know, got got a team together, predominantly Stoke lads, a bit of local lads thrown in. And, and to get to a national final when, you know, I went to the I went to the first match at Schiffnell in the in that Vars run and there must well there wouldn't have been more than fifty people there, I don't think. You know, and, and they we could have got beat in that round. Could have easily got beat. Um but yeah, Jimmy Quinn to, to get us to the FA Cup for the first time ever was was a superb Superb yeah. feeling. It, it's hard. It, it, I thought, yeah, they're all, they've all done good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I won't fish your dad then. Uh, and, and, you know, and Parky, I mean, Parky was brilliant for, for, for what he did to, to get us to the cusp of that. FA Trophy, FA Cup, so close. Promotion nearly. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's when you look at that, it's like when you're saying about the ship not almost losing, we talked about this last time, you look at Marine, if if mm. the wind had been in the right way earlier in the season, not having had a, a lockdown because of, I know it's all ifs and buts and maybes, well, but Hereford, it yeah. happen with Marine. Well, and Hereford yeah, as well, mm-hmm. you know, you know we, we got knocked out of the FA Trophy by Hereford, who've, who've got to Wembley, we got knocked out of the FA Cup by Marine, who ended up playing Tottenham in the so, you know, if we won yeah. both of them, and who knows what would have happened? We, we could have been talking about having, well, playing more cup games and league games, and the, having the best season ever, and only actually playing six league games. As you said about that Facebook um, last man standing, you never know what's going to happen. No, no, and that, and that's it. it. It just just takes a bit of. No, and when we've had the previous good cup runs, we've had some unbelievable luck. Luck, luck plays at such a big part in, in football yeah. as well. In one-offs. I mean, it'll balance... Well, they say it balances itself over a season. I'm still not convinced. But, but in, in, in one-off cup games, the luck You're still waiting for that um, handball at Anfield in the last minute. It's so blatant, aren't you? Which well, no, there's various. I could go back. <laughs> I, I thought it was going back to 1977 and Brian Hamilton's goal being disallowed, but that's <laughs> really, <laughs> really, really, really well, old. Balances itself out, but you can always find ways that it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, yeah. What's your favourite goal that you've seen for the Davers? Favourite goal. <laughs> Loads of them. Lo- oh. <laughs> what, what, one that does stand out, Glyn Blackhurst once scored one from against playing Old Sager, local derby, that, and he scored one from about four. It absolutely sailed him. I mean, Casper Hughes has scored some. Yeah. Doesn't score many. <laughs> but but what he does score? I mean, Prince Haywood's goal at Basford last season was pretty pretty mm. spectacular. There was, yeah. there was no stopping that. We we were stood behind the goals when he hit that, and uh, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic, yeah. fantastic strike. Um, well, it's been so. I mean, some some of the some of the build ups is great. You know, it's not, it's not just the finish; it can be the build up that's 
that's as good as anything. But you you can't beat a thirty-five yarder smacked in. No. I mean, one of my favourite ones ever was um, Matty Lowe's against. Uh, uh, who did we beat to get through to the third round of the FA Cup? Oh, none was it? Nuneaton. And it, one of the scruffiest goals ever, but I've never celebrated. No, I know I do tell a lie. Liam Shotton's goal against Dover is, mm-hmm. is certainly yeah. is up there with one of the biggest celebrations ever. Partly because it was a winner, partly because I didn't have to go to Dover on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, because that, that was a great cross. I think Joan Joan crossed it. And uh, Sean's header was was great. Yeah, headers don't get enough praise. That's certainly the best headed goal that I've remembered being scored. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get crucified after this by all me, all the lads saying about what about this goal, what about that goal. Um, I yeah, I've, record that I've just dropped these in. We didn't give you any pre warning about these questions, so. <laughs> Something yeah. I'll, I'll cover your back there. But but no, no, I, I, I do like a good rasping outside the box thunderbolt. We've got a couple of questions. Um, one came from Adam Bateman on Twitter, and he said, What should the aim of the team be once it is allowed back to play football once again? I know you're not the manager. With as many points win it. Win as many points as possible and to finish high up as possible. I mean, it, I mean that's a tough one because, I mean, you'd certainly be looking to hoping to challenge for the for the playoffs as a as a minimum. Um, but then again, we're going to be up against South Shields again and Buxton again and Scarborough again and FC United again, who, who have all got massive fan bases big budgets you know so it's a case of what what nuggets we can conjure up and what tweaks I mean we've got we've got the basis of a, a, a great team and it's, and it's not going to be it's not a case of who's going going to come in to strengthen it it's just the fear of losing any of the the players to other teams yeah, I got the impressions last time out John saying that most of the most of the plans are in place for next season. Mm. But I think they were keeping the core team which which will be will be an advantage. Oh definitely. Definitely. But but I mean I mean at this level money talks but I, I like, like I said I like to think the players have been there and the loyalty will, will shine through but you never know what's going to be offered as well. But I, I think, but you, I think you do have to freshen up a bit as well to to keep it to keep it because you, you put, players are going to drop down from higher up because no doubt other clubs are going to have to cut the budgets, you know. So you might pick up better quality players for a bit less money. I mean, I, I, I'm not a clue what the budget's going to be, but I'm, I'm sure throughout the the leagues the budgets are going to be less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's get off to a good start and see how it goes. 
sorry, yeah, we're just talking about players. There's, there's, the new, there's already been a new addition, hasn't there? The yeah, looking forward to the... Uh, well, yeah. looking forward to seeing him playing. I'm also looking forward mm. to the uh, commentary team and pronouncing his name. <laughs> <laughs> how does it go again? I'm not sure, it's funny. I don't know. We've just been asked to... I don't even know him. It's Tommy, isn't it? Is, it? is that how he's known as? That's where he'll be called then, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, he's yeah, that's the, what he's known as, yeah. From the right, oh, and yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. <laughs> I'm waiting for... Um, Mark will have it mastered um, over the time, I'm sure. It'll be pre- yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, you're saying that we're, we'll be playing... Uh, Scarborough and Whitley Bay and and up that end, but we still don't really know what's going to go on because with this new 20 extra teams are getting added to step four and I was going to discuss this, but I have absolutely no idea what they're trying to do. They said 24 are the level below us, so does that mean more clubs are going to come up? Are they going to split it around? I personally think they should almost... Uh, make st- stick stick it, stick it into a bit bit more and keep it more regionalised for a couple of years to help the mm. clubs get back on the feet. As you say, oh, getting time off for going to um, Scarborough on a wet Tuesday night—that's not good. I know no, it's not without a Dover, but surely I know you might have you might end up going up to Walkington, but that's a one-off rather than going going across all the time. Even Grantham. It's in the uh, arse end of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's being polite. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's that sort of thing is that hopefully that the, they'll actually sort something out to get a bit more regionalised, even for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I did, because it only got announced yesterday. I said I asked Shumi last night, I said, how's it going to affect Nantwich? And he said, it's not. It's going to be at the level below us. I think they're going yeah. to be promoting teams out of the northwest counties and the northeast counties and and such like to make another division at our levels i think in our and i think in the north as well it is yeah from what i can gather so we're step three so it's it's just um but something's going to happen because i do think they do need to sort of regionalize it even if it's just for a for a couple because i think they've made a bit of a farce null and voiding because i saw somebody quote uh, so therefore, the null and voided league. How are they going to decide which teams change positions? So the null and void mm, yeah. leagues are no longer null and voided. Yeah, because they, they said they still said they're going to. They now said they're going to use the points per game over the last two seasons <laughs> of two, so, yeah. two void seasons. So uh, they did say how many clubs were going to be affected by it. But once I, it said we were going to be affected by it. I mean, my my biggest worry is is, is where Nantwich is, is. Is something happens to us like happened to Hales Owen or yeah. Hednesford and you end up being put in the south. So suddenly the yeah. players that we're getting from Liverpool and Manchester, yeah. it's suddenly not as attractive for them. Uh, and you'd be looking to more the more Midlands team. Yeah. It's because I think Custom. that was that's how we got a couple of players. We got Jimmy Laurie and um, Danny Glover and Danny Glover from that. Yeah, didn't we? yeah, yeah. And when I think and that, because I think Hednesford got they got recruited at, south they and got then they got last minute moved yeah. back up to the north. Yeah, well, they, they recruited all the players from the Midlands. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I think we we'd moved early from that. And 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 Jim is again, Jim is an, another cracking lad because he, he lives locally in he only lives in Middlewich as well. So yeah, uh, he, he's another good lad. Always got time for you. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just where Nantwich is, is is right on the cusp. Don't want any more teams north going bust particularly. No, it's, I, I, oh, I do think we've got to try and do something about it and just to try and get a bit more regionalised, even starting earlier in the year, so therefore they get rid of the midweek matches. Uh, that's and, and the fans, I mean, go on the forums and that's what the fans go mad about is how late we start. Um, and it's always, I mean, it, it suits me fine because I am, I'm always on holiday the first two weeks in August, so... They do, I don't tend to miss any games because of that. But, yeah, it's always amazed me how late we, we've done it. They, um, they do better scrapping one of the, the League Cup because it's a... Scrap yeah. the League Cup. I'd have, yeah. the county, have the County Cup as like a pre-season yes. tournament. Yeah. Then you've just got the FA Cup and the FA Trophy to play. I don't Jones. think... I, I mean, not make any money out of the League Cup. I think um, no. somebody was telling me that you actually lose money because you've got to pay for the referees, you've got to pay for it, and then people they don't get the people through the door. Yeah, no. You um, almost want an away match. Well, you, you you can see why teams like to um, give youth a chance, shall we say, in the, <laughs> the in those competitions. Yeah. You know, be, be, you know, it's not. It's certainly not high up on the priority. I mean, it's always gutting to lose it because well, we, we tend to do because even our sort of reserves and fringe players are, are, are better than a lot of others. So we always do well until it gets down to the last bit when they t- take it a bit more seriously. So instead of throwing it after one game, which is what some of the wise ones do, we, we've played sort of four League Cup games before. Yeah. Catching up I mean, when we had... Uh, uh, John on, he said that he would prefer it if they played the county cup as like a bit of a uh, pre-season sort of a tournament, um, and if they put like four or five teams into like different uh, uh, divisions almost, and then like did it like almost like they do in the Champions uh, uh, League. But like I, like I almost feel as though like uh, that'll also like give it a bit more publicity, as it is always like a, a competition w- where you uh, play like a weakened side. So I, so I think it'll be beneficial for for everyone if they sort of like change the. Uh, structure of it and obviously like made it like a a, a pre-season sort of uh, uh, thing mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I'd quite happily keep it as a, as a knockout um, to do it I mean it's, it's, it's always amazed me how the county cup takes precedence mm. over over league games and, and, and so you, you could end up paying a North West County's team in the 
in the Cheshire Cup and it, it gets priority over playing, um, say, FC United in the league. It's uh, it's always amazed me that. Yeah, the yeah. Cheshire Cup's not that bad, but it's the League Cup. It's. Uh, I, yeah. I, well, I mean, I mean, a lot of the the the, the so so called bigger clubs don't take the the Cheshire Cup seriously. I don't yeah. think un, until yeah. they get walloped by Nantwich, as we've done <laughs> to the Alex a couple of times. <laughs> um, so you know, and and now we've won it what, two, two, three times twice, on the yeah. run, twice on the run. You know, and I think that's the thing that Dave wants to do now is win it again for the third time. Yeah. yeah. And, and to have been so close when it got cancelled last time, because yeah. I think we were due to play Warrington in the semis, weren't we? I think mm, yeah. when it got scrapped last time. So it's a shame that can't be just be finished off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, one other question that we did get, and it was actually, I think it's probably aimed more at the media team as well as you, Rob. Uh, do you think there should be more interaction between the Dabbers and Natwich Ladies, more promotion highlighting their games, uh, the information in the match day programmes? I'll, I'll put my take on that. I think yes, but it's it's been a bit harsh to criticise anything at the moment because they've only really started this year. And it's it is something that we I'm sure the club are looking at doing. Hmm. It is. I mean, um, John has obviously said that like he wants, or he's he's proud of like, all the teams in it and how he wants like, all of the teams to like like fall under one team, I guess. Um, which is obviously fantastic and everything. Obviously, the girls are back um they played on uh, sunday and won for uh one obviously fans aren't allowed in or anything so um once everything is back and everything obviously we we will uh, uh, promote the uh, games and everything um Shumi's also doing he's now in charge of the match day programs so he'll be Sort of like like um, doing all of like the information in regards to all the teams and everything. So I mean, like once everything's back, all uh, uh, restrictions are over, obviously, and fans can like watch the uh, watch the girls, watch the reserves. Obviously, that's certainly something that we do. Um, sort of uh, want people to do because that's. Um, as I say, like all of us fall on fall on uh, fall um, under the same uh, team, so it's it's definitely beneficial if everyone like helps out each other. So, so yeah. yeah. As I say, I give a shout out. The goals were from there was a double in the four-one victory over Staley Bridge. Was a double from Kirsty Fisher Sharrett, uh, a goal from Manny Williams, and one from Emily Fallon. And I think there was two under-18 uh, ladies starting that game for their debut. So yeah. it's, it's what um, Rob was saying earlier about the family club. It's actually got the reserves and it's got all that coming yeah. in as well. I mean, it's it's obviously it's their first ever season and um, as far as I'm aware from what their uh, manager has been saying, they've had a, a fantastic 
at start. So I'm so obviously uh, the only way is up, I guess, uh, for them. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully they, because I think their season paused and it's back up and uh, running. So hopefully they can carry on their good uh, uh, momentum, uh, carry on their good form and, and, and finishing obviously quite a positive fashion, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I was talking to Chris Wheel at the weekend and I, and I think that they got, they sat, looks, sounds like the ladies are going to win their league and get promoted. I think they've, oh, with wow, that right. win, I think they've, they've, I'm not, quite, I'm not 100% sure, but they've, they've virtually won the league to get promoted. So congratulations nice. to all involved. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody's listening from the ladies' team and they want to get involved and come on the podcast, you can be the next um, Rob Woods, uh, John Gould. <laughs> come along and join us. We're happily, as I say, for this podcast, is yeah, we do talk about the first team, but we do about everything within the club. So therefore, mm-hmm. if they want to come on, please, I will try and be in touch uh, and we'll sort that out. So, but yeah, doing really, really well there. Uh mm. Anything else you want to mention for about the Independent Sporters Association, Rob? No, no, just keep a lookout. Hopefully, before long, we'll we'll get something organised for for like a quiz or a bingo night or a, a race night. As soon as we're allowed, we'll get something get something sorted. Um, get everyone back together in the function room and raise some money for the for the club. So. And other good and other charities that are deserving as well, which I think is fantastic. A couple of things. Um, Well, well done to Michael Chatwin. He's donated Mm -hmm. £1,200 from his book. Uh, If you want more information about the book, get episode 21 of the podcast. I'm really selling the podcast. (laughs) Oh, it's not. I I, 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 got... I'd got the book there too, if in case there was any references that I was wasn't quite sure of, <laughs> what have you. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also some a row. I think they're they're looking for bar staff and a match day ticket assistant at the club. Uh, yeah. So if you follow Twitter or at the Davers or look on the website for more information from that. Anything, yeah. Jack? I mean, our um, our website obviously has all of the information on all the uh, vacancies. It also has a section about the um, NCISA, um, <laughs> uh, which sort of um, lists like what they do, why they do it, the benefits of joining the um, the NCISA, and there's also a um, sort of a summary uh, a, doc, a summary a book I guess um, which advises like everything that they do so um, so I'd, I'd certainly um, and, um, um, advise people to check it out uh, because as uh, Rob has said it is a fantastic sort of um, a fantastic uh uh, group that has been set up and it obviously does um, a lot of uh, uh, 
different things for all sorts of uh, different uh, uh, causes. So, I'd, so as I say, I'd certainly advise any of our uh, uh, listen, um, any of our uh, followers or uh, uh, listeners to uh, uh, check it out. Yeah, I agree. It's a really, really, really good book. Uh, and a lot of good money going there. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, just before we go, you can find old copies of the podcast, the ones I've referred to, on the website www.mdwatsonsport.com and click on the podcast label at the top. Or they're available on Apple, Spotify, Google Pod, and all reputable podcast providers. If you just put once a dabber into that. So, Rob, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you've um, thank enjoyed you for, it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you for everyone and having me on and putting up with my uh, waffle. No, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll have you back on again when we actually have got some football to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. That'll love to join. So much good. So, yeah, really, really good. Thank you for your time. And all I can say is we'll try and get one back, hopefully with Nantwich ladies and well, if anybody else has any ideas of people they'd like us to bring on to the podcast, please let us know and we'll see what we can. As I say, we've got a couple of people potentially in the pipeline, but we'll see what we can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. And as we always say, up the dabbers. Take away the headaches of your company payroll with an Optimum Pay Group solution. Hand over the stresses of that payroll to a company you can trust while saving you time and money. Our cost-effective, fully bespoke PAYE payroll, umbrella, CIS or global solutions enables your business to thrive in this modern, digitally interconnected world. Whatever your business looks like and wherever your journey leads, Optimum Pay Group services are here to help. Call our team on 020-3962-4212 or email payroll at optimumpaygroup.com.